It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Namaste. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Awaken Your Light Radio Show. My name is Karen Cressman. I am a multiversal shaman, spiritual interpreter, and self-empowerment coach. And like you, my mission is to learn how to unconditionally love myself and share that walk with all others. It's a journey that I've taken on for all my life, actually. In just wanting to be a source of love and understand love. And wow, what a gift it's been to walk with all of you. In no way, no shape, no form, is it ever easy? (laughs) I shouldn't say ever. Is it always easy is the right verbiage. So what's coming up? Let's just move on today. Happy July 1st. Good God. I can't believe it's July 1st. Oh, my Lord. Almost already over half the month is gone. So, or half the year, not the month. Half the year is gone. Yikes. Uh, I just sent out yesterday a new newsletter, which was really kind of profound. It threw me off guard. I was um, threw me off center, I should say. And the bottom line is it's from Kuan Yin. And she talks about her purpose as a spiritual being is compassion and empathy and that it is trying to change that definition. We need a 5D definition of compassion and empathy. And what rolled out was like, wow, wow, huh. What other words do we need to change the the definition of in these new energies? I have a feeling more are going to pop for all of us, that we're going to say, oh, that definition no longer works in this energy. You can find the newsletter at KarenCressman.com. Go there and you can read it. Actually, you're all making me realize I didn't connect it to the website yet, so... Um, check it out in a little while. I'll do it right after the show. And uh, on the 8th of July, we have a new show, Ask the Moon How to Move Through the July Eclipses. Now, in a one-month time zone, we're going to have three eclipses, but it's July 12th through August 11th. And that's considered three eclipses in a lunar month. But in July, we're going to actually have two eclipses. And after last year's August and September eclipses, I can only wonder what's coming up for us in the new ones. (laughs) So, um, 
that'll be an interesting show to ask the moon what's going on. And the wise ones will be back on July 22nd. Oh, we've got five Sundays in July. So on the 22nd, the wise ones will be back. I don't know yet what their shenanigans are going to bring about, but we will find out. That I know for sure. So with that said, I am, uh, forgive me, guys, I forgot to upload the Andromeda Council show for today. So we're going to quickly upload that. And let me tell you a little bit about what's going on. It's um, the show, again, I was taken to another universe, which is always a little bit challenging energetically for me to go through. So you'll want to hear about the new ship that we went on and everything that happened there. That's quite fascinating. But then we were taken to a meeting and shown what's happening right now galactically. It was quite fascinating and um, kind of makes me wonder. We've got so much that we can be doing right now to assist. So we'll talk a little bit more about that after the show. It will be about an hour, I believe, that the show ran, a 50-minute, something on that nature. So here we go, everyone. And I'll be back after the show, and we'll do some light language after that. We just went between for a very long time and came out and we're we're in of course the darkness again. I'm in the middle of a galaxy on Drummond. I don't know. We're hovering, aren't we? I first thought we were going to a light, but I don't see that any longer. Oh okay. Ah, a ship just came out of a portal, out of nowhere. Whew. Excuse me when they do that. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, is that where we're going? Yes. I'm glad you had good connections. Whew. Okay, are we going in the cargo hold or are they going to beam us? Beam us. Is this a different species again? Yes. I just heard we had to go through quarantine. Okay, here we go. Ah. Ah. Well, I'm getting to beam up, Scotty. Um, here we go. Okay. Still vaporizing. I can't totally see. Thank you, God. There's Gavily. Okay. 
he's just waving and saying, stay put. He's like push, like pumping his hands, like stay put. Um, they're going to sanitize, and I'm pointing to Drummond, like him too, and he's going, yes. Oh, there's that cold plasma. Oh, my goodness gracious, it's cold. It wasn't this cold out in the the galaxy, but they must have us in a bubble of some sort, because you would think I'd be freezing. Oh, that's what the cloak is about they put on me. It helps me have a shield around me that also supports me environmentally. Oh, my goodness. I didn't realize that, Mark, that it, that it just hit me that I wasn't cold out in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah, right, right. It's, just, it's, it's like a plasma bubble type thing, yes. Yeah, yeah. I just realized it for the first time. Okay. Oh, are we done? Oh, good. It's opening. <laughs> you just realized that for the first time, Karen? <laughs> yes, I did. I wasn't thinking. I'm so I'm so lost in the blackness of it all that I don't even realize I should be cold. <laughs> so he's he's kind of tipping his brow to Drummond, who's laying down for a nap. He usually does. Kiss. Yes, he's happy, and they're bringing. Oh my God! You should see the trait the food they're bringing him. Yeah, I he can just see. Up. I can see. <laughs> yeah, I can see. I have one. He'll be spoiled. he'll be he'll Love be it. snacking for a while. Yeah, it'd be too full to get me back. Don't you eat too much, please. We need to go between again. He just he just shrugged his shoulders at me. Yeah, but dragons can dragons eat a lot, you know that. Oh, this is just a snack. All these trays are just a snack, he said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, there's that dragitude again. Dragons guys, if you don't know this, have Dragitude. It's Dragon Attitude. I've nicknamed it Dragitude. So there we go. Okay. Um, wait a second. Gallery, this looks like the same ship we were on before with the Aquarian beings. Similar type ship, different beings this time. Okay. It looks like it must be the same model ship is really what's going on here because it's designed the same. Mm. Mm. Oh, not where we just walked out to isn't the same. Okay, mm. so we just went through doors and there is, oh my God, there's this huge area like before that was the plasma that people like, that, that the aquarium beings were floating through. But this time there are these huge escalators going up and down from the bottom. But wait, are there different layers and levels? There's there's a big, huge opening in the middle, but there are, are these escalators going up and down. And there are different levels, like floors. But 
they're stacked up around the sides. Um, I just don't understand the huge wasted space in the middle. <gasps> Somebody just flew across. Oh, my goodness. So why do they need escalators if they can fly? Only certain ones can. Huh. Mm. What are they You're forgetting that there's, like? many different, there's many different species, and they have different natural abilities. Well, you're not used to seeing them. We are not used to seeing a spaceship with this many different beings. These look sort of like human bats. Mm. Huh. Yeah, yeah, I think we've met the, the human-type bat before, if I remember right. Well, they were doing the experiment on the right. bats. Um, yeah. But they get the genetics from somewhere. Right, and they were trying to um, create a frequency that would save the bat colonies. I remember that. Right. Okay. Um, what is this room? What, Galilee, what is this room? What? What is this? Okay, could you tell us more about the ship? What beings are on this ship? Who is, um, what is the purpose of this ship? It's a research vessel, Karen. Okay. And so all of these different beings are doing research? Yes. Research on what? What type of research is being done? It's another one of the genetic ships and the, the genetic farmers, and they go to different planets and they genetics and create species for the different biospheres and see who can survive or or what's possible or how to adjust their genetics so that they can live in different environments. It's a means that many, many, many species use to survive because many planetary systems only have a certain lifespan before they die out. And these more advanced species that have been around for centuries will, and millennia, will take their genetics out and see how they can expand it to keep evolving their species and keep it alive. There's major catastrophes on a lot of planetary systems. It's meteorites hit or something hits or they have polar shifts or very similar to what Earth has gone through that has wiped out many species over and over and over. So these farmers like to take their genetics out and then they work together as a cohesive but because there's so many different species here right now or races we could call them. I think um, species would be accurate, Karen. And yes, they have grown to work together. Are these mm. the same groups that have been doing genetic testing on Earth? Yes, this is another ship that would have been working on Earth. But mm. now what I understand is there were arguments and fights over Earth and who got to farm and 
whose experiments ruined other experiments and is that accurate? That's accurate as far as humans are concerned, yes. But mm. a lot of these farmers were doing different types of genetic experiments. They do have genetics in humanity and they were kind of happy that things were shifting and that they weren't um, Mark, could you mute? I'm hearing background noise. Thank you. They were happy that there was a stop to that because they could not control anything. It kept changing and evolving. And actually, some of the farmers found that incredibly exciting it meant that there was definitely evolution possible for their species. There was definitely an advancement. They felt that to your own devices, humanity could grow exponentially. And these are the farmer groups that were happy that the testing was stopped. Because if you look around, Karen, there's very many humanoid type species here. This is not greatly insect, insectoid beings. Those are the ones that were upset that they could no longer work the genetics on Earth. They're the ones that do more extreme testing and um, and so this group is, um, is a little more, well, what's the best word for you to say? Um, in how about uh, integrity and, 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 and respect for the natural, natural law? Yes, Mark. That's the way to say it. They had a respect for something that was more natural, some, a species that could evolve. They wanted to see evolution. They wanted to see growth and, and a species that could thrive. They weren't looking to manipulate and create negative-type species, harmful species. So that's a good way to say it. Okay, Karen, let's move through here. It's shocking how big this is. It's it's similar to the other the size from the last one that I was. It's probably the same as the last one. It's really huge space. Hard to believe a spaceship could should, could be this huge. Although, excuse me, we've seen those motherships that are like cities. <clears throat> Floating in the air. size of planets. The size yeah. of planets, some of them. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. They have seen those too. Okay. All right. So now we're in this other area where there were tables the last time. And what is here? Oh, this is like a lounge. Your beings can come and sit 
And then there's other stations where they can just hang off the wall, like they can float and do stuff. <laughs> that looks so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. it it's it's definitely yeah. a, a very relaxing space here. Yeah, and, yeah. And, they, and they modify it, like you said, to the species that's present so that they all have their own special places that is comfortable for them. So what I'm looking at, everyone, is they're just hanging, like, like laterally in air, just hanging there, like typing away. And it's like nothing's holding them. They're, not, they're, just, they're just laterally going, like just hanging and typing away, like floating, like they were, they were laying on some kind of a hammock or something, but there's no hammock.
I, I and I'm only seeing them like like this, looking like a, a um a rectangle. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Mm. I, I would think that they might be able to put their arms down, but then they wouldn't be floating. They'd fall. So. Oh, oh, well, there's one in the corner. I got it just pointed. And it's hanging like a batwood. All right. Well, Galilee, I have a, um, an appropriate question. Is the purpose that you have been inducing us to many of these other races because the time is coming for direct face-to-face first contact for the general public, and that's why you're introducing more of these races, because then Earth Humanity will be meeting them, more of a variety of them, soon? It's a very good question, Mark. There will be contact and connection. There will be some disclosure happening. You will probably not be seeing these individuals too very soon. Now, that aside, the first contacts like you and Karen and others out there will be invited to meetings that they will see these beings. And it's important for you to get familiar with them and not be afraid so that an audience who would be watching videos or seeing news feed would see that you have no fear and that they have not harmed you and that all is well. So we're familiarizing you with the being so that you will feel comfortable and not have any skittishness which would come across in feed, news feed, and then that would throw other people. So, yes and no to your question. Yes, right. it's important for you and Karen to meet these beings, but no, they're not going to be meeting the general public for a long time. Well, just so you, I'm sure you know and they know that uh, Karen and I welcome them to our places on Earth with open arms and, and loving hugs and support. They are honored, and it would most likely be that they would not be able to come to your places because the other factor in all of this is the environment. You would not have the right environment for them. Hmm. You would be meeting them on spaceships like this one where an environment can be created for everyone to survive in. How about the Crystal City of Light, of which you know I'm connected with, that I, that I already work with? Perhaps a meeting there could be arranged where they would be able to do that? No. The best thing is that you meet them on, on ships. Because okay. that, again, is not the right structure. But certainly, it's, we can note and be assured that you're interested in those meetings and being on most definitely in person. Most definitely. Yeah. Yes. And I, I will have others that will be open and ready for that as well, but I will further prepare them. And you know who I'm, I'm referring to. 
but we can talk about yes, that later. Correct, and and um, we probably won't be bringing any. There will be a time before we will bring new first contacts, like second contacts into the scene. We we want to work with the first contacts first. Right. So well, I'll be working with you going. and your team for sand. All right, go ahead. Yes, we we're very sure of that. Thank you. Okay, we need to keep moving here. So we are headed. We're on a hmm. We're on one of those people mover collators. They're flat. And oh, this is different. It's different than before. Huh. I'm going. Oh. Oh. Well, we left that area of the ship, and we're literally on an escalator that's domed. I'm in a domed dome escalator that I'm. It's, oh, but it feels like you're out in space because it's glass and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing all the stars around me. And we're, like, traveling over the ship, kind of, on this escalator. It's a little, little scary. Um, but we're good. We're good. It's just you're, you're looking out into nothing. You know, looking down into, like, the void of space and wowza. What a view. The stars are like just like sparkles. Like talk about bling, guys. This is bling. Holy Hannah, this is bling. <laughs> it's like immense sparkles everywhere. Um, okay, we're getting, Galilee's is shaking his head. Only a woman who would say that. <laughs> Yeah, I I agree. I agree with you, Galilee. I didn't know how to describe it. It's like huge bling. Okay. Um, okay, we're getting into another area, and oh, God, it's a huge auditorium. We came to an area that's just a huge auditorium. It's only about half fill, fill, full, half filled, half full, um, and are we taking a seat? Yes. Oh, okay. Huh. All right, we're going down. Sorry. It's almost like a straight down vertical. It's sort of a... 50-degree vertical. Wowza. Yeah, and moving fast, too, I can I can tell. Well, now I'm on steps. I'm not on an escalator. Yeah. These are steps. All right. Well, We're this, going this will be interesting. Let's just see what they have to say. Absolutely. <laughs> We're in the nosebleed seat. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's shaking his head. Oh, well, I could barely see anything. Oh, oh, 
he just hit this little button and up pops a screen in front of me. I can see now. Thank you. <laughs> Technology. Oh, my gosh. I have not seen this before at any of these meetings. We have not had a little screen in front of us. You weren't in an auditorium this large either. What about that one that we were in with the all the planets that were going through the ascension process? That was around 2012-ish, kind hmm. of. Yeah. It, yeah. Do you remember the universal meeting that we went to not too long ago, Karen? Yeah, see, that was a different room, too. This is very different. I've never seen one this deep. It's really huge. It's it's just so deep. It's, oh, oh, it's the equivalent of that first room we saw. And it's that, like, like huge from bottom to top, and, and it's just a, almost a vertical um, seating arrangement. In this huge, huge, huge dome. It's huge. Oh, there are earplugs? Okay. I have to put earplugs in. It will translate for me? Wow. Okay. It's going to translate in my language. What's going on? There is a being who is... Can't figure it out. Can't figure out what this being looks like. A mushroom. A standing mushroom, almost. Um, a jellyfish. It's like standing jellyfish. Wow. Not like the one we saw. Not the squid guy that we saw before. It sounds different. But it's not... Yeah, it, it doesn't have tentacles. It has... I can't even tell, actually. I don't even know how to describe it. Okay. Um, we have called this meeting together to let you all know of some events that are happening throughout the galaxies. It's not only affecting our galaxy, it's affecting all of you. And we wish for you to be aware and cognizant of this issue. They're running up a screen and some imagery. And I just saw a ship come out of a portal and land. Is this a planet we know, Galilee? No. Okay. And they're delivering crates. Mm. I have a feeling I know what's coming out of these crates. Yep. It's those super hybrid soldiers. So this is happening in multiple galaxies? Yes, Karen. They're trying to infiltrate and take over in a far greater way. That you are all seeing correctly. These are super hybrid soldiers that are being created and brought forth into different galaxies and different planetary systems. They have figured out a way to 
frequency barriers up around these crates so that we can't determine what's in them. We can't read the electronic signatures to know what's being delivered. We need to let you all know that the Andromeda Council is working on this and that they are figuring out these frequencies to work with it or to work to help us determine what's in them and uncover this before they're open and before they have armed defenses against us so that we will be able to neutralize their weapons and we'll be able to um, squash any efforts that they are making. We understand that some techniques have worked in other galaxies and the Andromeda Council is giving us that energy information of how we can work with it as well. We are using different resources right now, and we are we are becoming more and more aware of the ships and where they're portaling in. It means, and many of you are going to not be happy about this, it means that all cargo will be detained and inspected more diligently and with armed resources. It's urgent and necessary. They're showing a vision of this being, one of these beings, um, a conflict with one of these beings and nothing would destroy it. How about the dragonfly uh, Mark, we uh, can't ask questions. We cannot okay. ask questions. Okay. Galilee, is that the one they're talking about? Is the dragonfly the... Yes, Karen, we have been talking to them about that. So Mark, you're correct. They know about that. Okay. All right. We're in an auditorium of like what is it, 50,000 people here? No, it's only about 30. Okay, like 30,000 people. Um, okay, so oh my goodness. Were you able to give them video? Yes, the Amerosteam found them. They got video for us. A video of the dragonflies working. What? That's so fun. And um, there's a rustling going on in the auditorium. Yes, we were surprised at this too. Apparently, these were manifested on Terra and alchemically placed in this environment. This is a modality that worked. We are learning how to create the same tool in other locations, but even how to expand it far greater than this. 
So we needed you to know what was happening. We need you to be aware. And we need you to alert us if you find anything that even resembles one of these beings, one of these crates. Discover that they are changing with the crates, so they're not always the same. But if you look at these surfer soldiers, you can see their size. So we can determine the approximate size that a crate would have to be in order to contain one of these beings. We mm. have not found yet that they are able to change the size of the being. So that is important to note. Mm. We will. Uh, Go ahead, Mark. Has our uh, Earth Space uh, Earth Space Alliance and Earth Alliance been thoroughly trained in all of this? Because that would be very helpful and so, and so forth. Yes, Mark. We have worked with all of that. So this being is continuing to talk. And he is saying that we have representatives from the Andromeda Council who will be meeting with each of you that chooses to allow their assistance and aid. We realize that that is a different galactic system than we are in at the moment. However, based on the scope and the information that we've received about these individuals, these, these super soldiers, this new weaponry, we feel it is urgent and important that all of you are aware and all of you the guidance and allow yourselves to learn this information. It will serve you greatly, and it's better to know than be unprepared. We were surprised when it came to this planetary system. We thought that it was only in the Andromeda Council's area, but it's, it's expanded out. We are still looking for the source of where these are being created. <laughs> it is suspected that there are multiple locations of where they were actually being created and multiplied and duplicated and to ship. They seem to have an armor and weaponry within their own DNA structure. <coughs> we have gotten one particular individual that we have been able to capture and test. The Andromeda Council and Galactic Federation have been running scans and doing some testing and trying to determine what we're really up against. Results have not been finalized at this point. We will let you know when they are. What we need from all of you today is we need to know who actually will be willing to sit down with this information and listen to what's being determined and found out. Again, it can only serve you. 
cannot harm you to know this information. Those of you who feel that that knowledge would allow these beings to come into your plasma field, we understand that reasoning and rationale. It is important Mm -hmm. for you to at least know that they exist, and then you can choose how to pursue from here. If you choose not to go further with this information, we respect that and we understand. Know that we are a resource of information. We have decided that this is critical and that we, as a research vessel, need to keep this on our radar radar as we move through the different planetary systems and do our natural, normal research on the areas that we have planted DNA. We will continue to monitor for this frequency that we are discovering for these beings. We've got some of the frequencies, not all of them, and we will continue to grow and adapt our knowledge so that we can find pockets of these that have survived and can work with the Andromeda Council to remedy the situation. Thank you all. We will be meeting in individual chambers for anyone to ask questions that has a question. Thank you. Okay. Um, Where are the individual chambers, Galilee? They are around the various pods. And people can actually hit this button here and ask for a private meeting. That's what it's for, should they choose. And it's at that time that they will find out more of whether or not they want to meet with the representatives that are here from the Andromeda Council. Wow. All right, well, I, yeah, I do have uh, an idea which you can pass along. Once you figure out their uh, quantum residence frequency, it, you can either look into methods to either disrupt their quantum residence frequency of these specific hybrids or to infuse a reprogramming like the dragonflies did to the morphogenic field of the planet where they are found. Those are just two ideas that you can work from. Yes, Mark. The first idea we've been working on, and the second is to figure out how uh, the dragonfly keys worked in the environment that they were in on the planet Uranus. But what we're not sure of, how to create that in these different plasmic fields. And there's something else to be similar. We're, we're looking at similar ideas because we're trying to break down the frequency of the dragonfly keys and replicate that in these other fields because every single one of these planetary systems has a different plasma field a different gravitational. Some of them don't have any gravity and others have a very different field. So we're working on that. And what's 
surprising is, which you'll appreciate and understand, these super soldiers are able to be in all of these environments without seeming to need any field change around them. It's as if their skin automatically adjusts, but it's also adjusting all of their organs too. It's a very advanced genetic species that we are, or genetic hybrid, we should say. It's not a species on its own right. It's, it was created. And it's but if there, if there's a way technology. to, right. if there's a way to alter that adaptability in their genome of the skin, like you you are saying, so that they're no longer able to adapt, perhaps that is a key to look into other possibilities that they can work on. Yes, it is. And someone did mention that at one of our meetings. So, Mark, you obviously are keying in to what has been discussed. And they're looking for that. We've got to find a way to connect to them via a computer. That hasn't been established yet because we're still trying to break down their DNA code and their frequency code. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. Every time we think we have an answer, <laughs> we find another unique aspect of their energy signature. It's almost as if it keeps morphing. Yeah, how about an omnipresent quantum resonance frequency uh, um, technology that, that can be used? That was mentioned, too. So they're working on all of those possibilities right now. And we've made headway. We've definitely made headway. We're just not completely there. And we were shocked. We sent information out to all of these ships just for them to keep an eye open. And when one of them found this happening in, out here, we were, we were really quite shocked. We didn't think they would come out to this type of a, a field and plasma energy in existence. This, the frequencies in this, in this part of the universe and galaxy are much different. That's one of my mm-hmm. questions. Do we, are we in the same universe? Or is this the universe where the other aquatic beings were? the same universe as the other aquatic beings. So no, Karen, it's not even our universe. That's why we're really surprised that they would come into this universe too. Mm-hmm. Could they have been misplaced? Could, they, could the, the shipment have been sent to the wrong place? We don't know. It, that is a possibility too that somebody came up with, and we're certainly doing some research there of where the ship came from, was it on course, was it a pirate ship? It's a possibility. It's a pirate ship that they um, they took cargo and brought it here to sell, thinking it was something else. 
So we, these are all the things we don't know. Point. Mm. There's a lot to know yet. We just wanted to keep you posted. Mm. Okay, Mark, you ask know your question as we moved. <clears throat> okay. Do you know who Shimmer is? Um, I think Shimmer could also be of assistance to help you as well. <coughs> we have connections with his race and his species. So trust me, we have done everything that we know possible to work on this most recent uh, invasion. All right, they're walking me back out here. <coughs> Is there anything else that we need to know about this at this time? I need to show you one more place, Karen. Okay, we just came out of the room, <coughs> and we are on another people mover, not the one that goes across the void. <laughs> It's the one that it's the one that's in the building. Um, but I can see out of the stars here too. It's all glass. Wow. So this is what a research vessel looks like, huh? Oh, it's one type. There are so many different kinds. Okay. All right. And we're moving around. And is this, are we headed to, it sort of looks like the, where the control center would be. If, Karen, it is. Um, but we're going to a lab. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, wow. The control center would be above us. We're, we just went into this huge lab area. <laughs> we had to put special white suits on. Hmm. They just kind of dropped over me and, like, zipped in onto me. It was <laughs> kind of automatic. Um, that has to happen, especially for the beings who fly. Okay. They wouldn't be able to stand and put it on. Got it. All right. Um, now, what am I seeing? This is all the different research they do. I thought you guys would be fascinated by all of this. And again, I'm seeing beings who are flying, beings who are walking, beings who are sitting, beings who are swimming. Ah, each one represents a species that they're checking on. So their specialty would be their own genetics that they check on and all the different planets that they go to. So this moves from planet to planet to planet, correct? Yes. Yes, it does. I'm looking around. It's fascinating. I'm seeing all these screens and computers and and lab uh, laboratory type things, tubes, test tubes, things floating in them. Uh, it's really quite fascinating. 
designs you and I would know and designs we would not have ever thought formulated in our brain. Um, hmm. uh, Galilee, uh, how did they differentiate the different teams to work with the different planets that are in an ascension process? Because I know the Earth is not the only one. So how, or do they, how do they organize and coordinate that for the different planets that are in the ascension process of one form or another? This universe is, as, has already ascended most of their planetary systems. They're in a whole different um, vibrational frequency than we are. So they are all resonating in a very similar state and they haven't been thrown off course in their evolution. Until now, these beings could throw a wrench into that. That's why else it's critical to handle this right now. So it's not that much of a concern in this universe. The um, the planets ha- are evolving at a very similar rate and all pretty much in alignment. The differences are completely different than what you're going through. The uniquenesses, the differentiations are more in alignment with species and whether they walk or whether they fly or whether they swim. That's the real distinguishing factor on each planet. Okay. So what is important for me to, to see here and let everybody know about? What, what is it that we need to know from this viewpoint? There's nothing specific to know, Karen. It's a matter of seeing what's here. There, there's a huge fish tank, and there's beings that are looking at all the different aquatic species, and, and they're doing some kind of reading. So they're getting readings through the water? Yes, they are. This, whatever this fish tank is, they can, they can determine readings through that. And then there are other beings that are, are looking at um, insects. They almost look like grubs and worms. And they're checking their health and by frequency. So all of these are monitoring frequencies, aren't they? Yes, they are. Okay. A lot, a lot of... Um, not necessarily test tubes, but more aquariums. There's even one over here that's like a um, triangle shape. Or no, diamond shape. Diamond shape. It's very unique. And there's beings in that. A lot of insect-type beings. Are there humanoid beings in this? universe or this galaxy within this universe, I haven't really seen humanoid beings. I mean, there's beings that are walking, but I can't 
quite distinguish that they look human. They have humanoid in the sense that they're walking on two feet, two legs. So that's that characteristic. And they're standing upright. So yes, those types of beings exist. But they're not like your biological body and how you process food and digest um, matter. These beings don't do that. They live more by the plasma field, energy, and light. Okay. Can you give us an update with the Earth itself in this uh, process that we are in right now and any updates that you would like to uh, provide to us? Yes, let me um, answer that while Karen and I leave here. I guess I can't even describe all the different beings to you guys. It's just there's so many different, different modalities here. It's very unique. It's not something we would recognize on Earth at all. I mean, certainly we have labs and... I guess if you ever saw a lab where they work with dolphins um, and monitor the frequencies of dolphins or try to listen to their speech and things on that nature, that definitely would be very similar. But that's um, closest I can come to to tell you what I'm seeing. It's just very unique, very different. Um, Oh, some of the beings are watching computer screens. Um, Galilee, are they are they keying into cameras on the surface of the planet? Yes. Yes, they have that ability as well. Wow. So they're getting live feed from the surface of the planet up here on this ship. <laughs> I didn't see any planet near this ship when I was hanging, waiting. So I don't know how close that that planet is that they're looking at. It's only a couple light years away. (laughs) Oh, yeah, just a couple light years away, guys. We could swim there in, like, a couple light years. Okay. All right. We're going back up. (laughs) You know, for us it's a couple miles. For them it's a couple light years. Um, right. All right, Mark. To answer your question, Earth is going through normal bosses to the galaxy and the universe and the energies and frequencies that are hitting the planet. It's the energy waves that are coming at all of you in the field right now. So she's morphing. She's releasing pressure, which is why you're noticing activities like volcanoes and earthquakes and things on that nature. These are all the ways in which she's balancing herself. 
Now, once again, you have enough people meditating and you have enough people praying and asking for assistance, and it really has helped avoid some huge weather catastrophes. Blessing that all of you have created and accomplished. Your meditations and your prayers and your requests and your um, intention of asking for assistance from all of us makes a difference. It's making a huge difference on all those letter letter patterns. As far as the core is concerned, because Mark, I believe that you're going in that direction, the core of Earth is shifting, and yet there is a huge crystal grid awakening in the core of Mother Earth. There have always been stargates there. That's how Karen travels through pyramids to get to other worlds. That has existed, but this new core crystal center, so to speak, is not really a center, but it's the closest thing to a center. This core crystal is awakening, awakening, and it's starting to vibrate at a much higher frequency. And that is causing a lot of the shifts that are occurring right now on your planet. But it is also aligning with the central sun to create a resonance frequency, sort of the same concept that if you ring a turning fork in one area and it will vibrate a like frequency in another area. That's what's happening between the central sun and this crystal grid. Now, another thing that you have created, your group has created along with Karen's meditation group is connecting a new layer of plasma a new plasma grid with the mother central sun that is the central sun for all central suns because each universe has a central sun and there is a mother central sun or you could say father central sun or you could say over soul central sun that is sending out this new field. And a lot of work has been done to connect this new field to the core of Earth and all of you. It's connected to the central sun in your universe, the mother central sun, Earth, all other central suns. And this new grid then holds the space for everything to align and ascend into the new energies. Valerie, I want to get this information straight because I think I misinterpreted you. Did you say that this new grid connects to all the central suns or just our central sun and the mother central sun. Because if it connects to all of them, it radiates. 
Karen, be the same as a tuning fork. So when it's all aligned, it's resonating all of the other central suns. That's the form of connection. That's the power. Mm-hmm. When you guys create and- this connection between this 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 new grid and it's actually parents worked on creating it as another layer of your energy field to connect everyone to this new alignment. It's lifting you all out the old paradigm and opening up the door for the new paradigm and the new energy. Mm. Yes, Mark. Yeah, and I definitely have been perceiving working with what you were describing very clearly and even to the point to not only the collective consciousness of multiverse, but even from that point of focus point of collective consciousness of the multiverse to higher aspects of creation itself, which is assisting with the evolution and so forth of multiverse itself to each individual universe and so forth, as you describe. That's too much, Mark. You don't want to go okay. there. Okay. That's too much. Um, that would, the, the connections now have assisted in lifting the vibration. That would disrupt the flow that's happening because now you're getting to all other kind of creation frequencies. And there's, there's not enough, the beings on Earth wouldn't be able to take that. I'm not so sure the beings on this galaxy could take that either. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, so, I understand where um, you're coming from. It's okay. That's why that would be way too much. Um, it's And there's Yes, there's so few people who understand it, but at the same time, there's, there's not a need for anyone to understand it because it's just, um, it's not the everyday conversation need kind of thing. We need to go back to elementary. I know you're out there with the PhD, Mark. Cosmic PhD. Um, yeah, so anyway, to answer your question, this new grid and this new system is greatly assisting everyone to lift. And again, we can't overdo the frequency increase. The whole point of this grid that was created is that it would create a mesh, that it would, it would allow people to move between the energies and and not have the extreme differences between 5D. It's to create a, a, an even flow and balance for people to move within the structure. And then it's basically lifting everybody up and out in a gentle way, in a gentle, peaceful way that is not a stark difference in reality. That's... Uh, that's the most elementary way I can have Karen describe it that I can come up with. So there's the good news. That's what's going on for the planet. I have a question then. 
have we eliminated the super soldier uh, dilemma in our galaxy at this point? As far as we can tell, yes, Karen. Good job. Your meditation groups are doing great. Um, so, yes, you have. And you've given us the tools we need to take it elsewhere. So they were so distraught with the failure to be able to use the beings that were brought here. They're trying other places now. They don't want to even attempt to bring them back. Yay! We did good. <laughs> you did good. Mm. You did good. So there you go. Guys, that's the power of bringing forth this information to all of you. We thank you. You are greatly assisting in helping galaxy, your planet, your universe in moving forward because everyone moves with you, including myself and all of the Andromeda Council. So Karen's back at her point of arrival. We are going to get her back on Drummond and get her back home. And in the meantime, I thank you all for being here and supporting this effort and the collaboration that we have maintained and that has grown. And it is now growing into other universes. That's why else I thought it was important for you to be here for this meeting because I wanted you to know that we are expanding this conversation beyond our universal boundaries and it is going farther than that at this point. And you are getting to know your universal neighbors as well as your galactic neighbors. So thank you. I thank your intention, Mark and Karen, for holding the space to have this happen and allow this information to come through. I thank all the listeners and all the echo effects that and the ripple effects that occur from these conversations and these recordings. I am honored. Thank you. Yeah, and, and as always, Karen, I and collective earth service human humanity that are involved in this work consciously share our collective love, support, and appreciation to you, the Dominant Council, Universal Council, and all those that you throughout multiverse that are involved in this work and everyone on the research vessels. And we love and appreciate and support all of them everywhere in creation. And I'm looking forward to more direct collaboration together for the greater good of the whole of creation and multiverse. Thank you, Galilee. Namaste. Namaste to all of you. Goodbye for now. Namaste. All right, everyone. There you have it. The... um, Information from this month's update is just always fascinating when I go to other universes and 
I wish I could have even had the verbiage to better describe what I was seeing. I think you heard enough to know that it was very different, very unique, and quite fascinating. Uh, I had to laugh once again when they said, well, the seed's only a couple light years away, the video feed. (laughs) We're lucky that we can get it like right on the planet, let alone light years away. It gives you some sense of the advanced technology that's out there that we don't even have a clue about until we see situations like this. So just fascinating. Again, what we can do as a collective is we can pray. We can send loving energy. The bottom line, love will disrupt harm. So if we send a light field, our thoughts are electrical. They connect to the quantum field. All universes are connected. All molecules are connected. We have the capacity to send this out to all energy through all dimensions and all universes. It's all connected. It's one field. And like they were saying, the resonance frequency, the same as when you hit a tuning fork and it affects something on the other side of the building, we are the tuning forks that can affect other universes as well. Makes you really, really think twice about the power of actions. Really consider that. And keep solutions in your field, in your consciousness, in your prayers, in your meditations, solutions for love for all. And if we can keep connecting into these different vibrations and send love, we can serve all that is. That's the message for today. I'm going to take us out with toning for solutions for all that is. We're going to do a toning session on that. Reminder, next Sunday is talking to the moon about the eclipses and learning what this energy is. And I've also asked that we get a little more clarity on the solstice energy that came in and what's happening with that because that seems to have hit powerfully. Between that and the full moon We're in a a huge creative vortex right now of energy. So, again, we go back to be very conscious of what you create with your thoughts and what you create with your words and what you're sending out. The wonder is, is that we are able to create. That's the miracle and the blessing and the opportunity. That's what there is to focus on. How do we create love or create from love or create empowerment and upliftment for all that is? Hey, 
Namaste, everyone. Happy July. <laughs> we'll see you back on the 8th. And don't forget to check out the newsletter, 5D, Definitions of Compassion and Empathy. Thank you for being part of the Awakenings family, and goodbye for now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.